Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. Our Gospel lesson for this morning comes from John, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and become my disciples. Here ends our Gospel lesson. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is a phenomenon of human error that has developed over the past several decades in the city of Minneapolis. I'm not talking about errors in policing here, though there is a lot to be said about that too. No, these errors involve trees, trees throughout the city, and how they have been dealt with as they have grown to disrupt sidewalks and streets all around the city. Naturally, as trees grow bigger, so do their roots. This is how God made trees to grow. As they get taller above the ground, their roots grow deeper, wider, and bigger to support everything that we can see above the earth. Now, out in the mountains here and abundant open spaces like we have in Montana, it is no big deal to let trees grow big as they were designed to do. Strong, sturdy roots are even preferred in our wilderness areas as they keep the earth from eroding <clears throat> with the rains and the snow melt, uh, just as much as they are useful for supporting the trunks above the ground. In the city of Minneapolis, with set streets, limited yard space, and a ceaseless love of sidewalks and bike paths, many have viewed strong, growing, supportive tree roots as more of a problem to be solved than a natural phenomenon to be loved. This is because tree roots force sidewalks to buckle and break as they grow, and curbs and city streets to crumble as these roots, roots encroach. With an eye to preserve concrete over creation, many city workers and concrete companies have preferred over the years to simply cut through the tree roots as the foliage grows taller than to risk having their precious concrete disturbed from below. 
Now this seemed like a practice that was well and good for years, until these trees got taller and the winds at the northern end of Tornado Alley began accompanying stronger storms year after year. Soon, these root-pruned trees began toppling over by the hundreds and and even thousands, and one high wind event occurred after another. Surprise, surprise, right? The inconvenience the roots uh, roots caused was soon overshadowed by an abundant loss of trees and property, which a study of 2013 storms uh, by the University of Minnesota confirmed was directly correlated and caused by the long practice of root cutting that had been going on for years. Turns out, the trees needed their roots more than the city needed perfect sidewalks. And these natural giants were going to communicate that fact one way or another, as nature does. Like trees, we all need to be rooted in something. Though we are not stuck in one spot for our whole lives as trees are, we are creatures formed to be rooted in something in our world. I have had the pleasure over the past few years to observe our children finding comfort in their parents' arms in times of pain, fear, or the various spats over who has rights to whatever plastic Chinese made toy that day. For them, as for all children, when they are in distress, they do not seek the comfort of just any old parent or any old adult. They need to be consoled by their father or their mother. We are rooted in the love of our family in particular and powerful ways. And that fact is revealed in how much we uniquely rely on the love of those close to us in times of trouble. Beyond our families, we cannot identify deeply or identify in deeply rooted ways with our communities, our schools, our teams, our brands, and hopefully at least, our churches. These are all groups and places where we can find ourselves rooted and our lives draw meaning from. They are the reason that we are much more than just leaves blowing in the wind. We can say that we have a place to call home. Building on this, Jesus promises promises us through our gospel passage this week that we have an eternal sense of rootedness in him and in God the Father. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. As a promise to and he said this as a promise to his disciples that we are creatures rooted in the love of our creator. A branch without its vine is dead and destined for the fire or the compost heap. A branch that is alive and well on the vine is destined to bud, to bear fruit, to sustain life beyond its own. Jesus promises to be that vine that sustains us, the branches, uh, we the branches, and and enable us to, by, (coughs) sorry, enable us to bear fruit 
by sustaining and supporting others as we have first been sustained by God. Just as we would never look at a dead branch on the ground and hope to find apples, flowers, or cherries budding from it, we should not expect to bear fruit in the kingdom of God without being attached to Christ, our vine. Jesus is our source of divine health and wholeness. And without him, our lives lack purpose, meaning, and spiritual abundance. Of course, to reinforce the metaphor of himself being the vine, God the Father being our vine grower, <clears throat> and, um, and we, uh, the image of us as branches, Jesus incorporates language of pruning, clearing, and burning to describe the branches that do not bear fruit. This is language of judgment, separating out the good from the bad. Now, this seems all well and good at one level. Perhaps when we think about purely noble and virtuous people over and against the overtly evil and malicious individuals that we encounter in our world. It's easy to separate the really good from the really bad. Yet most of us fall in between. And when you look at our thoughts, our actions, our attitudes, it would be hard to say from the outside what is going on in another's head and heart, and thus difficult to judge them, with right, or judge them righteously or fairly. Pushed even further, if we are judged by God purely on the merits of our own righteousness, then we all surely fail. We all fail to produce fruit for the kingdom of God 100% of the time. During at least one point in, uh, in our lives or another, all of us find ourselves consumed by things like jealousy of others, anger and resentment at other people or situations, greed for what we do not possess, apathy, apathy towards fulfilling God's will for our lives. And the list goes on and on and on. Were Jesus merely talking about judging branches here, we would all end up in the fire. However, the good news of this passage is that Jesus is not actually commanding us to bear fruit, but instead commanding us to abide in him and let the fruit grow out of our relationship with God on its own. The original Greek word translated here as abide is the word menate, which is the imperative form of the verb meno, you all knew that, right? <laughs> Obviously, meno means to abide or to remain. But the thing that should interest us the most about the word today is more its form than its translation. The imperative form of a verb is its command form. Much like saying to another in English, do the dishes, listen to what I'm telling you. Go to bed. 
eat your vegetables, all those kind of things. Jesus' command to us in this passage is that we simply abide in him. He's ordering it of us. He's commanding us, abide in me. He did not command us to bear fruit or to avoid the fires out of fear or anything like that. No, Jesus commands us simply to abide in him and says that fruitfulness and fullness will follow on their own. The one who abides in Jesus has no need to worry about bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. Because when we abide in our Messiah, that fruit organically blossoms out of our relationship with God on its own. Jesus commands us solely to abide in him. And we can trust that our spiritual fruitfulness will follow. So brothers and sisters, I pray that you find yourself continually rooted in the love of our God, who came to save us from the pruning shears by causing the fruit of the kingdom to blossom in our lives. We do not bear this fruit on our own, but only through the Son of God, who is the vine, and God the Father, who is our vine grower. We can do none of this on our own. But the good news is that we are not expected to. It is God, the one who is like our roots in the ground that enable us to resist even the strongest of winds. And it is that one who causes good and wondrous things to sprout in our lives. May you always abide in the vine that blesses you with rich and wondrous fruit. May that fruit blossom all around you this week and all the weeks to come. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www. RevSethNelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. <laughs>